Welcome to episode two of the Between the Whistles podcast. I'm here with my co-host Blake, and today we will discuss our picks for NFL award winners, and we will also discuss upcoming NFL free agents and where we think they will end up this offseason. We also discuss Homestead High School Athletics, where we got an interview with Homestead's dual threat defensive back and running back, Des Smith. My name's Logan, and with that being said, let's get right into today's episode. So, Blake, what are your thoughts on our early award winners? We have Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and such as. The clear Offensive Player of the Year, in my opinion, is Jonathan Taylor. I feel like looking at the stats, looking at the impact, it really doesn't matter. I feel like even if it was, even if I wasn't a Colts fan, I would still go Jonathan Taylor. He's been absolutely dominant this year. We were talking off screen a little bit. I do feel like Jonathan Taylor should win it, but you made a great point with Debo Samuel being in there. He has been nothing but dynamic this year, over a thousand receiving yards after week 11. And he also has about six rushing touchdowns. If Debo can keep this up. I got Debo Samuel over Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Debo's an absolute weapon. I think if either one of them win it, he can't really be too mad. There's also an argument for Cooper Cup, but just how dynamic both of these players have been, Taylor and Samuel, you just can't really go against that. All right, so moving on, let's go to the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Who do you have on that, Blake? I got to go Jamar Chase. I mean, I feel like that's a popular pick, but he's been absolutely killing it, and there's not much more to say. I would go Mac Jones only because he has been leading this Patriots team to its five or six game win streak, and he's just been playing like an absolute stud. He's clearly a step above all these other quarterbacks that came in. I mean, if you really look at it, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance hasn't really got playing time, so we're not going to mention him, but those three quarterbacks, he has just been like a step above. He's been yards in front of them. It's been crazy how he's led this team. Uh, so I got Mac Jones for that award. That's definitely a good take. I can agree with that one. I think if it's going to go to any quarterback, 100% it should be Mac Jones. He's the best out of this class so far and an absolute stud. How are we feeling for defensive player of the year? So for me right now, Miles Garrett, no doubt in my mind. Yep. 15 sacks on the year. He's been crazy. Garrett is a monster, no question. But I don't know. I feel like last year him getting snubbed was partially still that incident with Mason Rudolph. I don't know if the league wants to recognize him. And I don't know if they're going to stick with that again this year. I think if they don't give it to Miles Garrett, it would go to Chandler Jones, maybe. If it didn't go to Miles Garrett and Trevon Diggs continued to get more picks, I feel like it yeah. would be Trevon Diggs just because of the picks. Because we know how the NFL is and how their award basing is yeah. really biased sometimes. And... You know, if you break a record, you're going to you're going to win the award. And that's basically how it goes. So, I mean, if he breaks the interception record, there's no doubt he's going to win it, even though he's not been the best in coverage. He's just been really a ball hawk. It would leave a very bad taste in my mouth if Diggs got it. I mean, <laughs> call me a hater or whatever you want, but he's overrated. He gets picks, but he's he's not a top 15 corner in the league. I feel like if they didn't want to recognize Miles Garrett, it would definitely be someone like Trevon Diggs. No doubt in my mind. But moving on from that, who do we have for comeback player of the year? And I think me and you got the same idea in mind here. We better. It's Dak Prescott. Obviously. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> People would say it was Joe Burrow because, 
you know, they've been playing good this year too, but Joe just has not played near the level as Dak Prescott. Dak ha has had a couple rough two weeks, hmm. but I feel like he's definitely going to bounce back from that, especially after that Kansas City game and that Raiders game. That should have not gone like that. Nah. But I feel like he's ready to get back in it. Joe, he's been playing good, but he's been throwing a lot of interceptions. He leads the league in interceptions right now, I think with 13. Right. So I would definitely have Dak Prescott over him. Mm -hmm. And Dak has just been on another level. I mean, he's also missing Cooper and Zeke's playing injured right now too. And yeah, he's still been playing really well. They just haven't really been winning in these past weeks. I agree. I think the Bengals have a better defense as well, which just goes to speak even more volumes for Dak with how they're doing. Mm -hmm. As well as Dak's injury was kind of more like emotionally damaging I feel like like mentally yeah so it's even more impressive that he was able to rehab from that and come back as strong and as well as he's doing I think you got because like everybody watched him get carted off with his leg in two pieces like crying and you know what I mean like I don't think there's any way watching the season he's having now you can pick anybody else for comeback player that's another thing I feel like comeback player of the year is so much story driven which I like it that way I like a lot of times I don't like when the narrative interferes with awards like what we were saying with Trayvon Diggs where mm -hmm. the media makes it seem like he's better than he is but I like when comeback player of the year has that because narrative is a big part of trying to heal from an injury and come back better I mean with Alex Smith that was the best sports story I've ever seen Moving on, how do you feel about Coach of the Year? This should be a pretty short conversation because I'm pretty sure we have the same coach in mind here. Definitely. Once again, it's got to be Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. No doubt in my mind. Five-game win streak. Everyone thought they were out for the count as soon as mm -hmm. they started winning. They lost, like, what, three games in a row, and then all of a sudden they come back from this, and now they're in the top of the, the division over yeah. the Bills. Yeah. That's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, you look at a team that – when they drafted Mac Jones in the first round, it was criticized. Criticized immediately. I mean, it's Belichick's been criticized since he was winning with Tom Brady. And then when Tom Brady left, people, Tom Brady started winning. And they were like, oh, it was Brady. It wasn't really this duo. And then Belichick drafted Mac Jones. It was like, what is he doing? This guy's not that good. And then he traded away Stephon Gilmore. And now you see they're so strong at the quarterback position. They're so strong in their secondary Belichick knows what he's doing. He's a great coach, and he easily deserves Coach of the Year, in my opinion. So let's move on to the big award, MVP. Who are we thinking for MVP, Blake? I mean, you got to look at Lamar Jackson, but in my opinion, my Indiana boy bias coming out, I've got to go Jonathan Taylor. I feel, like, I feel like it is bias, but even then, it's not a bad pick by any means. I think everybody understands it. He's been an absolute dog. He's been killing it, carrying this team. You can't go wrong. As of now, I'm going Lamar Jackson. I mean, he had, that game was awful against the Browns, but they still pulled out the win in that game because he was clutch. He ran a clutch drive down the field. I definitely think it's Lamar. He may not be as good as thrower as anyone else on this list. I mean, I, you could say Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford, but Stafford's kind of fallen yeah. off and Brady's just been, uh, Brady's been good, but he's just kind of been like the same he's always been. You know, since his uh, since right. his 40s started kicking in, I so. think one thing you got to look at, on the contrary, is that when Lamar was out, his backup came in and put up great numbers, played just like Lamar plays, and got the win for that squad, which the Colts aren't doing without Jonathan Taylor. Ravens also played a really bad Bears team. 
which that's that, true that's because the bears they didn't even have justin fields out there they had andy dalton and andy dalton is not going to win you games so that is why yeah. Lamar is my pick. I mean, Tyler Huntley, he was obviously great in those final minutes of mm-hmm. the game, mm-hmm. but I would definitely still go Lamar here. And they have a really tough schedule ahead of them these next few weeks. So I definitely got that. I definitely got Lamar over Jonathan Taylor. So Blake, the off season's approaching very quickly. And I took a look at this earlier, but there is a lot of big name free agents in this year's class and i want to go over a few of them but the main one i want to go over real quick he's a he's going to be a free agent is jc jackson Mm. so in in my opinion i think he stays with new england i think they give him a pretty good payday in the long run but if he doesn't go if he doesn't stay with new england i would say he goes to san fran See, I would like to see him stay in New England, too. I don't know how that whole situation is going. But if not, I would like to see him go to the Cardinals or the Titans. Moving on, what do we feel about our two big star free agents, which is Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? Technically, Aaron Rodgers isn't listed as a free agent right now because of the contract deal he has with Green Bay. I don't remember the specifics as of it, but... It means he's technically not a free agent, so he's free to go to whatever team he chooses, something like that. I think it's just a player option in his contract that he could stay um, after this season or he could go, but he's made it clear he's not going to stay in Green Bay. I would love to see him on the Browns or the Broncos. Both of them have crazy good defenses that are held back by bad quarterbacks. I was going to say the Broncos as well. It just feels fitting to me. I don't know why. It feels like that's the destination he would enjoy. Uh, culture he could get behind and like you said a great defense and in my opinion the Broncos have the better offense when it comes to wide receivers because they have Cortland Sutton he's big he make those physical catches Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick most underrated receiver in the NFL by the way Hmm. but and then they have the rookie Javante Williams he had a crazy game last night so I definitely think he would favor the Broncos over them and both those teams have top five. De- they have a. Uh, both those teams have top ten defenses. Cleveland having the better one, but I would definitely say he goes to the Broncos, in my opinion, if he does leave or does not retire this season. What do we think about Devonte Adams, though? Where do we think he's gonna go? Earlier in the season, before Henry Ruggs' whole thing, I think we had a conversation about this, and we mm-hmm. both thought he was gonna go to the Raiders. Now, obviously, that changes a lot, but I still think he's gonna go to the Raiders. I think he should go to the Raiders and I think that is where he's gonna go if a team I'd really like to see him on would be the Patriots or something like that because I mean they played a great game last night they they beat the they beat the Bills only with a rushing attack and Mac Jones is just yeah. gonna get better next season so I would love to see him go to the Patriots but most likely he goes to the Raiders because he's voiced his concern that he doesn't want to stay with Green Bay or he the only quarterback he really is interested in playing for is Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. I mean, that's another interesting thing. If they follow each other or go somewhere together, I mean, that would make the most sense on either the Broncos or the Browns, not necessarily the Raiders because they have Derek Carr. But that would be very interesting to see the duo move together to a new destination and then kind of um, send a message for the Packers. Yeah, I would definitely like to see Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers on the same team. If they both did go to the Broncos, I'm telling you now, I think Devontae Adams would look really good in a Broncos jersey. I agree. After this short break, we have a 
we have an exclusive interview with Homestead High School star, defensive back, and running back, Des Smith, that will play right after this break. So, Des, with your season having ended Friday against Carroll, is there a single play that comes to mind as the best moment of your season? Uh, Definitely the one against Lures, where I think we were on our own 45, and then I ran. Yeah, I scored from that play. It was, right. I think it was my longest run. Okay. What about the worst? The worst, when I fumbled against Northrop. It was, yeah, I just got hit up the hole. They hit the ball clean out. Yeah, that was definitely my worst. So you've been getting varsity plays since your sophomore year and started at corner your junior year. Was your senior year still the most fun? 100% since I got to uh, run the ball this year. Because, I mean, last year, just at corner, I mean, it was fun making plays on defense. But, like, playing both sides, at least for the first half of the season, that was, that was real fun. So nothing, corner doesn't compare to being able to run with the ball? It definitely does compare, but I like running better. But it's also nice to just lock a receiver up for a full game. Yeah. Have you ever been on the field and you're just like, wow, that guy is like a freak athlete. Like, have you seen anyone like that or no? Um, Freshman year, when I saw Jordan Presley run the ball, I was like, yeah. But like, it kind of just made me just want to hit him. Like every time I see somebody that's like a, a freak like that, I'm just like, I just can't <laughs> let them be better than me. You yeah. know, so like... I don't think I ever got intimidated. I just acknowledged that, like, yeah, they're athletic. So that's the best athletes. What about the most skilled players? Is that a different answer? Um, Yeah, I guess so. I think Griffin, uh, Griffin Little, when he played, like, you could always trust him. And Luke Goody, when yeah. he played, like, he was mm -hmm. definitely just, like, on point with everything at quarterback. Like, he wasn't the most athletic, but he was definitely the best uh, quarterback I played with. In your opinion, do you think cornerback is the hardest position to play, or would it be some other position? Definitely, it, it definitely is. Like people don't give us enough respect. Like I, we have to guard the most athletic people on the team. We have to react off of their moves. It's not like we know what they're gonna do, and most of the time they're the fastest too. So we just got to be on point, and like it's just hard, especially in man coverage. Like I love doing it because when you lock them up, it's nice, but it's like you don't get enough respect or acknowledgement it's just like linemen don't get enough respect for like blocking it's just like when we lock people up it's just you know that's what we're supposed to do but that that's tough for sure because at running back it's easy it's just like instinct it's off of me every move is off of me i can find a hole and run like if i'm fast i'll go but like corner definitely tough because i just got to be athletic and make sure i'm just like on my p's and q's well, that's all the questions we have prepared for you today, Des. Is there anyone you want to shout out or anything else you want to bring up? Yeah. And shout out to Max Schultz, Jaden Albahaka, all the captains, Matt Miller, Nate Anderson, all of them. Love playing with them. But now it's over. But, yeah. That was dual threat defensive back and running back, Des Smith. Got to thank him for coming in today. And then with that being said, that's going to wrap it up for us today. You just listened to episode two of the Between the Whistles podcast. I'm here with my co-host Blake. My name's Logan. And with that being said, we're signing off.